But anyway, that's fine. Welcome to the Retro Breakdown. Welcome to 2023 for you, not for us. Yeah, today just... it's it's the 35th anniversary of Metal Gear and like the 25th anniversary of Yoshi Story, I believe. Yoshi Story, the... uh, now our most listened to episode wow. ever. Wow. One of the comments on the, the, the tweet was they they're asking people to share their favorite memory of Yoshi Story and someone wrote, my favorite memory of Yoshi's story, colon, returning it to Blockbuster after renting it for a weekend. <laughs> oh. It made me laugh way too hard, and I I honestly like Yoshi's story, but but I totally understand that. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, if you rented Yoshi's story for a weekend, you could beat it like eight times. <laughs> yeah. So they probably just finished it and then took it back. <laughs> And we're like, cool, I've done everything there is to do in that game. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, random internet person. <laughs> Thinking yeah. random internet people is something that we don't do a whole lot of. Usually, yeah, usually we, like, opposite. hide our faces in shame. <laughs> sure, yeah. But once in a while, random internet person really comes through with a good one. Yeah, yeah. well, actually, to be fair, a lot of random internet people come through with lots of great things. Like every time you search something in the exact guide you want or the video That's describing true. the problem you have for some unique television from 40 years ago. That's true. Like, Here, you open it up just like this. So I think there's actually way more thanks to be given to random yep. internet people. It's just that the bad ones have an incredibly loud voice. <laughs> yes. They're very, like, like, the good ones are really good and they're predominant. But then the bad ones are really loud and really bad. So they suck <laughs> up all the air in the room. <laughs> what game were you playing the other day? Were you, oh, well, the Home Alone game, where you were like, what, how do I do this? And you found some game FAQ yep. thing where it had all of the combinations of stuff. And it's like, wow, you did you did that because you wanted to share your love of Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, it was probably just like someone... Uh, Someone played through this. Someone had it as a kid and they played it and they were just like, yeah, I still remember this game. It's, you know, I like this game. Yeah. No one wrote a guide for it. Yeah. And Ooh. I know what's going on. So <laughs> you and you and the developer, buddy, <laughs> until the well, at least the combination parts. Well, Bring yeah, it all down. Because the game itself isn't that complicated, but, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. We, we, we already dove into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's or or it's it's cool when so the Diablo Four was announced and it's coming out this summer and everything, and someone tried to put together a skill calculator based on all of the data they could find on the internet, which is totally insane because it will probably be changed between now and then. A and B, nothing official has been released for it, so it's sort of just like all this placeholder stuff and thinking about how it can be, and, and that's sort of you know owed to random internet person also where yep. where. The, the fanatics out there, um, sometimes they, they put together some pretty sweet stuff. Like every skill calculator you've you've Googled if you ever played like a Borderlands or yeah, 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 yeah. an RPG or whatever it is. That stuff honestly tends to be like, I really respect it a lot. Yeah. But it also tends to be like, oh, that's the kind of stuff that makes me want to stop playing a game. A skill calculator? when not a skill calculator specifically but when a game's like when a game gets broken down to the point where like 
you're basically just doing an algorithm every time you want to play it. I I find it to start getting like tedious. Yeah, sure, sure. When there's like a strict meta that you have to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like something. it's hard to explain, but like the um like Pokemon, once I started hearing people talk about like once I learned and it wasn't until like years, years, years and years later when I started hearing about all the the all the like hidden secret stats that people were uh, that people were like managing and all of the like tedious nonsense that they have to do to get all the to get all of the like EVs and IVs and and like the the nature and skill and stat growth and skill training and like. Yeah, I felt the, my soul leave stuff. my body. <laughs> I, I and it was just like, oh, yeah, no, I don't I don't like Pokemon anymore. Yeah, I can see it being um, something negative sometimes because I had this I had the feeling with Pokemon to an extent where it's like, oh, yeah, I want to play and I want to play versus other people. And then I learned all the other stuff you have to pay attention to. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to play versus other people. And so that killed that aspect of Pokemon yeah. for me because I wasn't going to be bothered with it. Mm -hmm. But. And Sometimes. my understanding is, like, if you're not going to play, like, competitively, none of that stuff matters at all. Yeah, it sure doesn't. I've I've had a fine time playing the last yeah. little couple Pokemon, and that it doesn't matter. But it, like, it Pokemon is one of those things where it's, it's like, super unfair. But I Pokemon is probably one of the series that I have most had ruined by other people. Okay, yeah. Just, like, by learning about that stuff. That plus I, I streamed Sword and Shield and like it was the first Pokemon game that I'd played all the way through since like Silver. Yeah. So like I don't remember the type matchups. I don't know how fairy type works. I don't know what most moves do. And it was a game where there were a lot of Pokemon lifers in the chat who were like incensed that people don't have the whole thing like calculated to the same degree that they do. Sure. And it just it turned out to be kind of like a overall negative experience. Yeah, I can get that. It's, it's like jumping into an MMO years after it started where there's absolutely the right way to play if you want to be the best. Like if you want to do the most damage, there's a right and a wrong way. Yeah, yeah. And that can be troublesome for people. And you've and you've seen the way that I generally approach games is to uh, is to jump in, read nothing, watch nothing, learn nothing and just like see how good the game is at making these things clear to me via gameplay. Yeah. And a lot of those types of uh, a lot of those types of things, a lot of those types of uh, like the, you know, the best build and hidden stats and stuff like that. Things that the game often deliberately never tells you. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, especially thinking of best builds, because a lot of times it's you can tell it's an oversight when the developers are then like, uh, whoops, that's yeah, that's not supposed to be Time that to strong. Nerf that <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be like that. <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of my, well, it's actually one of the sadder ones for me. But in World of Warcraft, there was a guy who uh, in the beta played Warrior a way that no one else was playing and then released a video of how it was way too broken. And then it was a couple weeks before release, maybe a month or two before release, actually. They they nerfed the hell out of the skill and it became just complete garbage for a long time. Everyone was, was mm. annoyed at the, the individual that... Well, not yeah. everybody, everyone. But that's that guy really got a job at Blizzard, so that's kind of cool. 
he he actually ended up working for Blizzard after that video. That's kind of fun, except that doesn't really have the prestige that it used to. Well, I mean, it sure did 20 years ago. Sure did. Yes. Well, uh, and that was back at the time when like that may even have been before Activision bought them. Was working for Blizzard was a huge deal. And it was a thing that they would do where they would pick up, they would like hire people who just really, really liked their games and and learned them really well. It's like, hey, you know, you're you're already halfway to what we need. So just do what you're doing. But for us. Yeah, that way he got an item released with his name in reverse in uh, Diablo three and stuff. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. the, The I don't know. I think. One thing Blizzard, it's it's funny watching the Diablo Four stuff is when they had their trailer for. I was like, man, Blizzard sure knows how to make a, a like a trailer cutscene. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it reminds me of the the South Park joke about Mel Gibson. Like he may be a crazy son of a bitch, but he knows how to make a movie. <laughs> yeah. Good old, Sorry, good old, I'm uh, just um. I had forgotten until just now to actually oh. watch the ending of uh, TMNT 2, 3. Yeah. And, well, it's 2 uh, in Japan, so that's fine. Sure. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which one did they not get? Um, Or was it like TMNT first... 1, TMNT Arcade, and then TMRT, TMNT 2? The first one had a different name in Japan. Oh, um, uh, okay. And I can't think of what, what it was exactly. I think uh-huh. it was just like... Uh, because I don't the, the Ninja Turtles hadn't become popular there yet, right, right, or like as a name, and so they called it something else. I think it was like called the uh, God. I don't even think it was called Ninja Turtles. I think they just called it something else, like purely Japanese. Like it didn't have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle title, mm. um, so it was just whatever it was in Japanese. And then later it became a like a name, like it became you know a proper name, right, 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 right. And release. Yeah. I believe I could be wrong about that, but yeah, I know it's definitely this the. The Manhattan Project is called Turtles 2, The Manhattan Project in Japan. I know okay. that much. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, so you're watching the, the Super Shredder fight? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm watching the uh, I'm watching the, the last couple of fights that I that I noped out on. And I'm really glad I noped out on it. The, yeah, well, well, without knowing what to do, that fight is... Uh, I'm watching a, a no-death walkthrough. Yeah. So they definitely know what to do and they're making it look easy, but I know it wouldn't have been like that for me at all. Yeah, well, because almost all the bosses have some sort of pattern that you once you know it, they become easy, just kind of yeah. a little tedious because you have to wait around for stuff. Right, right, right. But you you, you have to get have the setup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you did you uh, jam out to the tunes, though? Yes. God, the, mu- the, we're not the music is the excellent. <laughs> it's true. We're not there yet, but I mean... <laughs> We're recording like our little peer behind the curtain. We're recording like our third podcast in the last like week, week and a half. So like, I don't know. There's not a whole lot new that's happened for me. Um, Other than like, I I will talk a bit about River City Girls, too. Sure. Because I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say this right up front. The discussion of TMNT3, the Manhattan Project for the Nintendo Entertainment System is just... It, this is probably the most unfair comparison, or this is probably the most unfair, like, judging that I've done for a game ever. Right, because, yeah. like, in consecutive days, I am taking this 
pretty decent, you know, side-scrolling Ninja Turtles arcade beat-em-up from, you know, 1992. And then sandwiching that in around River City Girls 2, which is a game in the same genre with 30 years worth of design insight, technological advancement, and just polishing of the genre to its absolute apex. Well, and it's it's a slightly different style of side-scrolling beat-em-up because it has it's more focused around stats and and like doing combos and stuff. Because like the the Ninja, the, the Ninja Turtles um, Shredder's Revenge is more akin to this style of beat 'em up, which is you know you just play it and go through it. And yeah, there's some leveling up and stuff, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, so that it's it's also it's in the same genre, but it's like also slightly different. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like it's like a beta version of the genre in a way or like they're like River City Girls is expanded because it does add RPG elements. But also just like you could say the same thing about Streets of Rage 4, which doesn't have any of those like leveling elements, but does have like really polished combat and, and combo potential. Sure. And it's just like and it's faster and it's newer and it's shinier and it's like it's just it's not fair to compare those things directly yeah but in consecutive days i played river city girls 2 manhattan project river city girls 2 so it's it's squished in among this like among a much newer version of that game style that is much more polished and it's completely insane to compare them side by side but I straight up am not going to be able to get away from the fact that, like, they are being placed next to each other and the brain does comparative analysis on its own. Sure. Yeah. So I'm trying to remove it from that and and judge it based on its own its own merits. But 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 damn. <laughs> yeah, anyway, well, River City Girls 2 is really fun. I am uh, that game's big. Yeah, it Sup- seems like it's huge. Surprisingly big for a uh, for a, a, a side-scrolling brawler beat 'em up type game. Like you've got six characters. I'm basically only using one. Although I have, like, I've gotten to a point where I've more or less got her combos. Like, I've got Marion's combos kind of figured out at this point. Like, I don't want to say optimized because I know there's more juggling I could do, but like I am at a point basically where like if I can touch an enemy, I can combo them till they're dead. Nice. Like almost all the time. That feels good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also making it so that like I'm kind of just walking through and doing the same optimized combo to everybody every time. Oh, okay. So I'm starting to think like maybe I switch up to another character and learn their moveset. That makes sense. But yeah, like well, you can just do that. The game is just fun to play. I mean, yeah, if, what more? Do you, what more can you possibly ask for? There's like the writing is fun. I had um, <laughs> the the dialogue is they hit a lot of the same uh, like they hit a lot of the same jokes. And one of the big jokes is like, man, Kyoko's dumb. <laughs> like. They're, they set it up where, like, Misako is kind of, like, in the comedy duo, right? Yeah. Kyoko is, is the, uh, 
Kyoko's the dumb one and Misako plays like the straight man. Okay. But Misako's also dumb. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the that makes sense. So like she's no nonsense, but also is like. Like she doesn't really know stuff either, so she's trying to talk sense, but like sometimes she'll be swayed. So there was a bit yesterday <laughs> where like there's there's a reverend side quest in it. Don't worry about it. We're looking for a filing cabinet. Okay. And we get into the room where the filing cabinet is, and Kyoko's like, "I found the filling cabinet," and Misako's like, "Don't you mean the filing cabinet?" And she's like, uh, no, it's a filling cabinet because you fill it with papers. And Misako's just like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) So, like, she's trying to she's trying to play the straight man to like Kyoko's nonsense. But like once in a while, she's like, oh, yeah, okay, Mm, Yeah, that fits. That fits. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I accept that. It's just it's silly. The. I've had I've had really I've had belly laughs. I've had like I've had hype moments. I like I had a bit yesterday where or maybe two days at your maybe two streams ago um, where I'm like I'm in this cabin and there are it's like it's at like the campground area and okay. there is a like a cabin that you can walk into that's kind of just like a hollow it's kind of just like a hollow building. It's just part of the stage, but you can just kind of go in the front of it. And then it's got walls. Yeah, and, and you can't go through the walls, but you can punch dudes out the window. <laughs> nice. So I'm in there and I didn't realize that because it's like it seems like solid walls on both sides. Like visually, there's a couple of windows on the side, right? Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's not going to, you know, it's just a wall that's just there as an image. Because you can't move through it. You can't, like, break it with a direct punch or anything and then go through it. It's not that kind of thing. It just looks like a visual element. And then you finish off with, like, the strong, like, straight punch that does knockback. And it just, like, shatters them through the window and into a sign. And it's <laughs> and like and then you still can't go through it. Like, it's literally just there for, like, a totally missable action set piece. <laughs> That's awesome. Like the the combat is bark bark. The combat is so deep and fun. They don't care if you just juggle forever. Um it's in a lot of ways it's kind of built for it because if you there's a lot of stuff that does like some really fast extreme knockback and if you knock someone back against the edge of the stage, they kind of pop up and bounce back. And then you can hit them with something else that bops them back up in the air. And even there's an air grab. Yeah, that sounds cool. There's an air grab where you pop them up and you hit them a couple of times and you finish them off with an air grab where you're just kind of like you just kind of like slamming them down into the ground. And then they (laughs) pop up again from that. And so you can keep (laughs) an air juggle going after you like body slam them. Oh, that's sick. That's so but sick. like, but all of the inputs are really precise. So like, it's a relatively high skill ceiling where it's like you can juggle someone 50, 100 times if you hit all the inputs. You only really need to hit them like 10 or 11 times, depending on, you know, your stats and moves and everything. Yeah. But if you want to juggle their corpse for a while for fun, you totally can. <laughs> it's probably like a trophy for it or something. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's just it's very fun. Marion, um, Marion Kelly, best known for getting her uh, her guts punched in at the beginning of every Double Dragon game. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we talked about that. Yeah, a couple we times. We should, <laughs> we should play Double Dragon three at some point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah, she like she has a whole character arc now where she was like, yeah, so what happened is um, I got really tired of being kidnapped and didn't really have anything to do while I was waiting for uh, Billy and Jimmy to c- to come rescue me. So yeah. I just worked out. <laughs> and uh, so now she's huge and now she's huge and buff and she has like she has absolute steel abs so it's like, yeah, come punch this now. Come <laughs> break your hand on this. <laughs> and that's her whole thing. And then there's, there's a whole bit where she's like, yeah, so uh, I uh, I decided to stop waiting and rescue myself. And now that uh, Billy and Jimmy don't have a, a damsel in distress to rescue, they just kind of hang out. And now I go on my own adventures. <laughs> That sounds good, actually. <laughs> it's super good. It's like it's I'm really I'm really enjoying it. I uh, I had a boss fight yesterday against the uh, against the tech guru. You know, like you get you go through the the uh, the henchman of like the big bad. Right. Of course. And as you're going through the organization, there's the guy who's like the muscle. And then there's the like the business leader and then there's like always the tech person right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's you're fighting with like robots and yeah it's, it's the mausers that you're gonna that you fight in uh well we don't actually fight baxter stockman and there's ninja turtles but yeah yeah there's there's always the tech guy yeah so the tech guy here is like the terminally online like 17 year old social media addict okay <laughs> who's just like you you listen to her go through a whole spiel of like posting something to Instagram and she says out loud like the exact the exact filter she's using the uh, the like the hex code color of the of the text that she of the caption that she's going to put on it. <laughs> and she like the whole thing is in this like really annoyed, disaffected. Oh, my God. Valley girl. But also like doesn't have time for you kind of voice. Yeah. It just fits too perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It all just works. And then you like, and then what you essentially do is you fight her, but she's not actually fighting you. It's just a bunch of room spam. She's got a couple robot arms that just punch like on a, on a timer. And then parts of the floor are to go electric and, then there's like ads that come in, but she's just walking around the room, ignoring you. And she goes from like she goes from like place to place and just snaps a selfie while she has like one of those hexagon bubble shields oh my God. that you just have to hit a bunch. And she's just yeah. not paying attention to you at all because she's too busy. Yeah, she, she doesn't care. She doesn't care. So you literally just have to hit the shield until it breaks and you hit her like once while dealing the- with her spam bullshit. Yeah, and then the fight's over. Yeah, and then the and then the fight's over. <laughs> that sounds perfect. It sounds really. It sounds like the the the, the game is just kind of or well, that's 
the the style of humor and writing it that 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 feels very much in the right spot yeah yeah they know like it's it all like it all lands even like the only stuff that doesn't really land is the stuff where they're like deliberately trying to sandbag it like there will be someone who tries a one-liner that doesn't work but then someone will call out like they'll stupid straight up someone will be like that doesn't make any sense (laughs) so like they're right on top of it like everything about it is good they use a bunch of the music from the first game but then add like 40 something new tracks wow that's a lot so there is there is i would almost say way too much music because you're never going to get to experience all of it or at least enjoy all of it yeah 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 they're like but that's good then when they make the third one they can just reuse the tracks that they think didn't get enough uh you know listen time. i can feel them doing that from the first one because there are some areas where there's like a track that i recognize from the first one and it only played on like two screens that you go through in like a minute yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like oh i'm glad they're bringing this track back it was really good i remember just having to stand on the screen to listen to it right because if you leave then it's over yeah 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 <laughs> So, like, they're using it in a larger area. There are some places where they'll use um, they'll use one track until you, like, beat the boss in that area and then it becomes a new track. Oh, or they'll, interesting. Or they'll, like, rotate or or use different tracks each time you walk in. Yeah. So, like, it's it it's never boring. Like, That's there's cool. always, like, a different. I mean, it's not always different. There's usually, like, a fairly there's fairly, there's usually a fairly concise number of tracks you can get, like two or three in a particular area. But okay. it's nice to just walk in someplace and be like, "Oh yeah, it's playing this one now." <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. I, I like when uh, it's it's <laughs> it's like the first time I played an RPG and realized the text sometimes changes after a major event. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you talk to me like, "Whoa, wait, wait, they're saying different stuff." What? They're saying di- wow. That's so cool. <laughs> ironically this game actually does the worst job at specifically that (laughs) like the actual like the writing is really good but the writing does not react to your actions at all it's actually really strange and i've come to accept it like the rest of the game is really really good and the writing is fun anyway so it doesn't really matter but you didn't I okay, so when you unlocked the the ab lady, yes. I remember um the text was weird or something like that, or like the what the characters were saying was kind of messed up or whatever, like the order of how text was happening or something like that. Like or characters that were supposed to be reacting so, in a way didn't seem like they were reacting in the right way. I, I don't yeah. know, I, I wasn't paying full attention. Yeah. Um so very clearly <laughs> the yes. main characters of the video game are Misako and Kyoko. Yeah, of course. Those are the those are the poster girls from the first game. They're the main characters of the game. Um it gives you the option to choose between those two or uh Ricky and Kunio, who we know is Alex and Ryan from River City Ransom. Mm-hmm. Um or the new characters Marion and uh Pruvy, who's like a breakdancer. Okay. Oh, I don't know that person. She's cool. I I haven't used her a lot, but like basically think Majima using breaker style in Yakuza 0. Excellent. And that's basically her moveset. All right, cool. I'm a fan of that for sure. Um, 
So the main characters are intended to be Misako and Kyoko. And no matter who you swap in to those main character roles, the lines don't change. Uh, okay. Including so including lines where you are talking about the other characters in the third person. <laughs> that's that's freaking weird. So like you have me and the weirdest thing is they actually went to the trouble of having all six of the voice actors for the characters voice all of the lines, but they're voicing all of Misako and Kyoko's lines. Including ones where you have Marion reading Misako's lines talking about the cool ab lady. Oh, that's weird. And like there's a and there was a bit where like I think she wasn't really supposed to be in the party, but there's someone that you talk to who like. There's a whole thing where someone like hypnotized Marion. So you have a boss fight against her because that's yeah. how that had to happen. Right. Yeah. That's how you unlock her. Right. Right. Um, so you go and confront her and you're like, hey, why did you place a spell on Marion? She's like, who's Marion? What does she look like? And Marion's just like, like me. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, no, I remember. <laughs> but then that happened again later in a situation where Pruvy had to come in and talk to somebody to like unlock a, an area yeah. and she wasn't in the party. So I think that what you had is a a conversation where Misako and Kyoko <laughs> were supposed to talk to this boss and then Marion is supposed to come in as like a third character. I don't know what Kit's problem is. Just ignore her. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. There's little weird bits like that. So earlier, like uh, yesterday I was playing and you go talk to somebody who's like clearly one of the other side characters from the Kunio universe. Yeah. And Marion's like, don't you go to our school? And it's like, Marion, you're like a 30 something year old woman. Like, it is weird hearing you say that. I know that it's supposed to be Misako saying you go to our school. You're <laughs> why you did they have them voice? Why didn't they just use the they should have just forced in the normal voices, even if they're not in your party. That's what they did in the first one. That makes way more sense. Like, why did they have everyone record voice lines if it's going to be uh, that's that just seems am I most wrong? of it, it fits weird. fine. Most of it fits OK. Okay. But every once in a while, there's something that's like, because most of it is just banter between characters, right? Right. And it, it works fine, even though, like, sometimes the sometimes the characters don't really fit that well in sure. terms of, like, in terms of, like, who's saying what. Because, like, it doesn't really Because it wouldn't make fit sense their personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a way, like, it actually gives you the option of, like, if you're playing in one player mode. Mm -hmm. You can choose who the second character is to do the second character's dialogue. Oh, that's interesting. So obviously the second character's dialogue is written for Kyoko, who is kind of the airheaded one. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. If you selected the second character's dialogue and then you were playing that character, would it just be them talking to themselves? No, you can't. You can't select the one that you're that you're playing as but you can swap the two main characters (laughs) so that they're saying each other's lines thereby completely changing their personalities yeah that's i don't know i'm not a i i I think that's weird it is weird it's it's very like 
it's very strange and it only it's probably only once in every 20 to 25 lines and i'm like oh that wasn't that's not something that she was supposed to say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's not like something like it's not you know the end of the world here but that does seem really strange yeah it's it's like the one hiccup in the production of the whole thing where it's like oh yeah that line so in the first game, you unlock Ricky and Cuneo after you beat the game as like a new game plus thing. Right. And they're complete full characters. They've got their own move sets. They've got, you know, purchasable moves and you can level them up just the same as anyone else. So it's like it's a whole new like new game plus thing. Um, in two, Ricky and Cuneo are unlocked from the get go. That makes sense. But. I haven't used them very much, but I'm pretty sure it's just the same thing where they're just going to read the same lines. I don't think they have unique lines. Probably based on what. But in the first one, because they were like basically just a bonus new game plus thing. Yeah. Like it wasn't weird that you would go through the game as them, but all the dialogue is still Misako and Kyoko because they were the main characters. I mean, to be honest, I don't even think it would be that weird if they did that in this one, too. Like it wouldn't be. But I, I understand guess. why they were thinking like, I understand why they were thinking, OK, well, since we've got, you know. We've got clearly a little more budget and we're going to try to make this a little bit bigger and better. Let's at least try to get unique voice acting for all the characters. Yeah, but no, still I, only write the dialogue once. That's what I was going to say is then, then the, I feel like the dialogue should have been changed to fit that because then it would have been really cool where it's like, oh, look, it's the character that I liked with their own unique style of being. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. otherwise it's sort of just <laughs> it's kind of awkward. I mean, it's not like the end of the world or anything here. Um, <laughs> right. It's <laughs> just, just like seems, it's it just seems and the really nice thing is like I've been using Marion in place of Misako and they're both kind of no nonsense characters. So a lot right. of their like personality wise, they match up pretty well. Uh, OK, that's perfect. So like that kind of works until it gets into something like really specific, <laughs> right. like Marion talking about herself in the third person or yeah. interacting with characters that she doesn't know or going to high school. <laughs> yeah. Or, no, there was the bit, there was the bit where she talks to the main character, uh, or the main (laughs) villain in Double Dragon Neon that kidnaps her, and they talk about the events of Double Dragon Neon, like, as if they didn't, yeah. (laughs) There's a whole bit where Skullmageddon is there, and she's like, oh, yeah, I, you know. I kind of, I you know, I kind of kidnapped her once. And Marion is asking for details as if she wasn't the person. Yeah, th- there's a few instances where it feels like it really would have benefited <laughs> from some unique dialogue. Yeah, like f- just five lines of unique dialogue. <laughs> yeah, just, it does, we don't have to get extreme here, but that scene in particular would have been much better if it wasn't that. <laughs> That sounds so. That sounds really dumb. <laughs> it was really like it was really strange. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. And maybe that's the point. Maybe it's supposed like maybe that was their intention, right? I mean, yeah. Maybe, maybe it is. That was it the is whole... a memorable aspect of the game. Is so Marion just... asking Skullmageddon for details about how he kidnapped Marion? <laughs> right. I mean. It... It is it is funny. Maybe it's funny on purpose then. There are really fun uh speaking of which though, there are really fun um callbacks. Okay. Um 
the game takes its references very, very seriously. I the what I played through yesterday was just the Technos Japan offices. Um, awesome. Yeah. That's so actually, that's really cool. Yeah. And it's got like it's got footage of like old school River City Ransom and Double Dragon games and stuff playing in the background. What? That's all the that's boss really cool. fight. OK, so the boss fight. I mentioned like she's just kind of walking around and ignoring you and like having a snack and taking a selfie and and all that stuff. Yeah. But there's like there's different phases on uh, each boss basically has like three uh, life bar segments. Okay. And and that that each one is going to be a different phase of what they can do and stuff. So between phases, she like don't ask how it works. It just works. Shut up. Okay. You play through, like, individual screens of old school uh, Technos Japan games as your current character, but on the frame of, like, an Instagram post with, like, the like button at the bottom. Whoa. But you're playing through, like... Like specific screens, like I remember this room specifically from River City Ransom and there are dudes in here you can punch and you have to like kind of get to the end of it within a certain amount of time. Yeah, that's really almost like playing little WarioWare mini games in the middle of the fight. That sounds cool. It was super dope. It like it was the best part of that whole fight by far. It sounds like I, I would I would enjoy the River City Girls, I think. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, it's very fun to play. It feels great. The game, the the combat is deep, but it's not terribly difficult to, like, get a hold of. Yeah, you can just have some fun with it. Yeah, you can absolutely just mash through it. But if you want to, like, really figure out how your moves link up, you can you can pull off some really impressive looking stuff. I mean, um, oh, yeah. So how, so how does the frame feel now that you've gotten into it? Oh, I've completely forgotten that was ever an issue. Oh, nice. That's wonderful. Like, I don't even I don't even know what people are talking about. So I start so, like I was hyper aware of it at first. And I was like, oh, I'm seeing a little bit of uh, seeing a little bit of dropping here and there. But like the worst thing that happened is I did actually have a soft lock yesterday. <gasps> um, it wasn't that bad because I, you know, I was only a few screens from my last like but save. it could have been. It could have been. I um, <laughs> actually. Uh, I was like mid combo and I was beating the hell out of a couple of guys and I did the air grab. Yeah. And Marion just kind of froze mid air grab and just stayed suspended in the air in the middle of the animation. <laughs> and then I just couldn't move. Jeez. And I couldn't pause or anything. The, the enemies <laughs> continued to move, but I was just kind of suspended in air and couldn't couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> Oh, man, that's messed up. That was that was a pretty rough one. But that's really the only performance issue that I've noticed with it at all. Okay. like once I once I actually got in there and and I think a lot of um, what I was feeling at first was just like I'd been playing Bayonetta, right? Yeah. Well, and you were going to be hyper aware of the frame rate issues because of the people complaining about the frame rate issue. So that would have been something that you would be like, you know, even more aware of. So I don't know if what I had been feeling was the game is the game is actually having performance issues or if what I'm feeling is the game is not as fast as Bayonetta because nothing is as fast as Bayonetta. Yeah, that that's, that makes sense. I and also like it's it's also a game where, um, you know, you have to actually increase your stats and your stats 
Like, as you increase your stats, you do things like move faster. Right. Yes. So, like, yeah, you're so you starting out feeling weak. In yeah, the you're starting out feeling pretty weak and slow. By the way, the in-game diegetic reason for uh, why you start again from level one is incredible. And I love it. Do, do we spoil it or do we let people experience it? Uh, it's like the first thing that you see in the game, so. Oh, well, then please. Um, so, yeah, the story starts out with like it, it picks up from like right where the first game left off, where you like where you you defeat the big bad and you're still big and buff from getting from getting strong and learning all your moves. Yeah. And then you go to school and you find out that you're suspended. And then. <laughs> but of course. And then Misako and Kyoko just go to Kyoko's house and play video games for two months straight. <laughs> and so they lost all their skills. Yep. <laughs> and the only reason that they got up to go out is because there was a new game coming out at the mall. And they wanted <laughs> to go pick it up. And then they went outside and. Because it's River City, dudes just started picking fights with them to go to the mall to pick up a game. And they're like, OK, well, I guess we got to do this now. <laughs> that's a good reason. That's a good setup for a for a video game. Yep. That's yeah, yeah that's it's good. Like, it doesn't take any of itself too seriously. And I really appreciate that. It's funny how sometimes that can be a, a bad thing. Yeah. And sometimes it's a good thing. Like, sometimes it's just. Okay, Jesus, we get it. You're making meta jokes. Haha. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes yeah. they just work out, right? It's, 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 I feel like most of the time it has to do with your current mood, not you personally, but just, you know, the individual playing. Yeah. It. Yeah. And sometimes it's just good or bad writing. But I feel like a lot of times those type, that type of humor and that type of, uh, experience is dependent upon how you're feeling and at that moment. <laughs> yeah. It can be. Like, uh, it can be really overdone and tiresome, and if you're not, like, going in ready for irreverent humor and it tries to shove it down your throat, um, yeah, it can be, it can be annoying rather than funny. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing to know, though, that that is the style of storytelling, mm -hmm. so you, you know to expect that, right? Because that's, yeah. that's a, I don't know, I feel like that's an important thing to know about it. Not that storytelling is that important in beat-em-ups, but I feel like it's a little bit more important in River City Girls since there's, they, they spend a lot of time with dialogue and, and yeah. comic book cutscenes and all that kind of stuff. I would say that the overall story of the game is not important. What is important is like the individual, the individual interactions are important. Yeah, yeah. The overall story is not really that much removed from a regular beat em up, which is like there's a big bad and he's got goons all over the city that you need to beat up. And you the, the goal of the game is to get to the big bad and beat up the big bad. Sure. Right. Yeah, but, but I mean, there's like, like magic and stuff happening. I saw something about someone doing magic. I feel there is like. someone doing magic. <laughs> but then like that's that's just kind of its own thing. Like, right, that's right. not even part of the larger, that's not even part of the larger plot. She's just like, yeah, I learned to do magic, so the big bad hired me to do magic stuff. Right, no, it's 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 just a piece of the overall story, like, to give you more, it's basically just because someone thought it would be funny, so they made Yeah, so they exactly. It. That's it. Most of the writing is like, someone thought this would be fun. Yeah. And I, you know, I respect that. For sure. I've, that's is if you know if you know what you like and you can pull it off then pff, that's perfect it sounds like that's really what river city girls 
did. So do you like, is this better than, did it improve on everything in the first game? So or is far, there still yes. stuff that you like better in the first one? Um, so far, I would say it is, it's, it's better than the first. It's just, it feels like, I, it honestly feels like River City Girls 1.5. Oh, um, okay. You could have, you could reasonably have sold this as like, a, a almost like a DLC expansion from the first game and like a, and like a balance patch. Dang. All right. And I, I say that as like, as like a good thing. Yeah, no, I, I figured because like they're like they're not reinventing the wheel. It feels very much like the first game, but everything's just improved. Okay, the yeah. map is bigger. The exploration is is more open. It's a little bit less linear. So there's a lot more stuff to do in the world. Um, You know, your moves, your moves have been are mostly the same, but they've been redesigned so you can actually link them better. So there's better combo potential. Oh, that's cool. Um, like there's more characters to use with sometimes, more moves per character. Well, it's it's good to hear because sometimes more is not better. Right. Yes. So sometimes it's like feels uh, now it's it's more cumbersome. It's more this. It's more that they're just doing this again. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah. it sounds like they didn't do that. It sounds like the 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 more aspect is actually good. Yeah. So far. I have to yeah, I have to point out that I'm not done with the game yet, and I, it's hard to say how close I am to the end of the game because, like, there's just a lot. Sure. Um, yeah. So there could come a point where you're like, yeah, I'm I'm done. Yeah, it may it may get to a point where it's getting uh it's getting cumbersome, and it's like, okay, now there's too much. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a couple of uh, there are a couple of like large like search quests. Where it's like, find a couple of hidden objects in each area of the map. Okay. And, like, that's the type of thing where, like, I, uh, I may or may not have fun with that. I'm yeah, going to do, do it because I'm pretty, I'm pretty driven to, like, 100% this. Right. <laughs> but I don't know if 100%ing it is going to make it more fun or less fun. I'm, I'm still in the middle of it, so I can't, I can't say for sure, but so far... The uh, it's using a lot of areas from the first game, but adding like a couple of adding a couple new rooms to each area, mm -hmm. a couple of like connecting sections that weren't there before. Um, and then there's some completely new zones. And so it's that's what I mean by like one point five is like it's kind of got everything that the first game had, but then more. Well, yeah, you know, it it it, it makes you hope that. um uh, tears or tears of the kingdom will I think it's tears is technically what it is that, that you know breath of the wild 2 will have that that sort of feeling where it's like hey this is awesome this is more of the what we liked about the first game mm -hmm. it's you know that 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 feeling is the best when, yeah. when you love a game and the sequel comes out and you're like holy shit this is everything I wanted and more yeah yeah it's just and like when it's a relatively new thing and you haven't driven the formula into the ground yet more like same but more is a great sequel yeah and so like this sequel is same but more cool so i'm that's, yeah that sounds good full recommend <laughs> 10 out of 10 full recommend <laughs> i so i uh i've been playing some fmv games because i i'm a sucker for those the tc and i like playing them okay um so we played through uh this one called poe and monroe which was horrible um, 
And then we played through another one called The Shapeshifting Detective, which was exactly the kind of FMV trash that I would like. It's 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 sort of like clue FMV sort of a thing um, where you're just, at, you know, asking questions and stuff. It's, you know, they're just like choose yeah. your adventures, visual novels stuff. Sure. Uh, but they're fun. I, I get a kick out of playing those every now and again. And they had, they, had, they were on sale. So like both games were five dollars total. So they were like two fifty each or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is this is a, this is a great use of a couple hours. Yeah. So we played that. Um, I I bought a a game a long time ago on PSN called Oceanhorn, which was like a cell phone game that was supposed to be Zelda or something like that, some kind of Zelda knockoff. Okay. And since I own it, I've decided I'm playing it. And it is exactly what you'd expect from a, a cell phone game from seven years ago trying to be Zelda. It's it's not the worst thing I've played, but there's there's nothing unique about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that sounds about right. Because like Zelda is such a like that is a formula that is understood. Yeah. It's very easy to emulate it. It's very easy to just make a game that just does that without really thinking too much about it. Exactly. But uh. On, on the on the way more fun side is that I played through two puzzle games that I've wanted to play for a long time. One is called The Swapper. Have you heard of that? I have heard of The Swapper. I'm have familiar with it? it. Did you play it? I have not played it. Oh, man, you should play it. I think you would really get a kick out of the puzzles. It's super cool. It's not a very long game. I played through the whole thing in like four hours or something. Mm. Maybe maybe four and a half. I don't remember now. Um that was that was a very fun experience. I'm glad I played through it. And then I played The Last Campfire. That one but, I do not know. So I believe it's by the folks that did uh, or that are still doing technically um, the No Man's Sky. I think it's something they released oh, after No Man's okay. Sky as like a, it's a it's a very cute puzzle game. It's, yeah. it's one of those cute puzzle indie games that has a very heavy, sad story about, you know, acceptance and loss and moving on because that's Man, kind of like that the flavor ha- seems of the like month. that happens a lot. It's literally the flavor of every indie game, it feels like. <laughs> and I'm and glad that fine. those stories are being made, but like it uh, is yeah. getting to a point where it's like, oh, another one. <laughs> yeah, another one. It's, it's <laughs> it is it is that for sure it, where, where I like it. I'm like, this is a good story. I like what I'm hearing. It's sad. It, it's going to hit people in certain ways, but it's like, yeah, the, the message, you know, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I have to say. For the people that maybe that need it or need to see it or hear it or play it, I think it's really cool that it's there. I think yeah. I think that's so it's the kind of story that can just be retold and I don't think it's a big problem. Right. Uh, yes, of course. It's it's not it doesn't bother me. It may not I may not get excited if I see a trailer about it because like, oh yeah, that's kind of been done, unless they're doing something different or taking it in a different direction. But the puzzles in the game are very enjoyable. Okay. And it's uh it's simple enough. Again, it was another, you know, four, four hour game or something like this. So I actually played through both pretty much back to back. Um, but I would I would highly suggest playing the swapper. I like that a lot. It was also like, I don't know, 60 cents. It goes on and that was on PlayStation. And I know it goes on Steam for a similar price. It's usually like 10 bucks, but they drop it down to 95 percent off or something. Um, every every sale. So it's one of those ones that you can pick it up and not think about it. <laughs> Like, yeah, like I mean, yeah, in terms yeah. of the price, mm-hmm. um, but okay. I, I would play yeah, it. in terms of the price. I was going to say, like, I don't know that a puzzle game that you can pick up and not think about it is a is a shining endorsement. No, no. The puzzles are really cool. So how it okay. works is, is you have 
you're you're a dude in a spacesuit and you have a, a gun that lets you make f up to four clones of yourself and then you can swap to that clone um sometimes the clone is just going to be used as a button press sometimes it's going to be used to swap to it and then they mimic they mirror your movement right so if you move right they move right all of them at once and then there are certain kinds of lights that stop it so red red light makes it so you can't swap through like wherever you're putting it and i think shit what's the other color is it white or blue i think it's blue a blue light makes it so you can't place the place the the clone do you know what i'm saying yeah so like you could so if there was like blue light gap blue light you could place the clone in the gap right but you couldn't place it in the blue light and then if it was red you couldn't swap to it do you know what i mean yeah 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 and sometimes there's purple which you know they're they're overlapping so you can't do either and then all the puzzles are just figuring out how to work with that stuff so that's it that's all the that's all the mechanics you have to think about there's no nothing else after that and they they make a whole bunch of really cool puzzles all right i would i would i would definitely recommend it if you're in the mood for something like that and it's not it's not overly complicated there there was one or two puzzles where i was like huh and took me a bit to to mess around with it um but it's it been a like, while since i uh it's been a while since i finished tunic maybe it's uh maybe it's time to yeah. back in the in the puzzle direction again i mean it's, it's one stream you're, you're you'll be able to play through the swapper and probably the last campfire both in a single yeah. a single stream if you're in the mood for it um but yeah the the you might even own the swapper because it's been around for a very long time i feel like i might i feel like i might have gotten it in like a bundle or like given away for free at some point i'm pretty sure i feel like a lot of people own that game because it's it's pretty old at this point um and again, it's 75 cents. So if it was 10 years old, 75 cents, it was kind of at the the sort of, not the peak, but close I to the peak. I absolutely own it. Ex yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just looked at my Steam library. It's just sitting there. Oh, oh, excuse me. Right now, it's only, it's $2 on Steam. It was 75 yeah. cents on PlayStation. I don't oh. know why I own it or how long it's been there, but I own it. <laughs> So there you go. You, you probably got it in one of those big bundles because I'm, I'm sure that I did. So I, I would have. say it is worth it is worth your worth your time. OK, to 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 give it a go Actually, the steam reviews are. Oh, yeah. I didn't play it with a mouse and keyboard, obviously, because I was playing it on PS4. Sure. Um, sure. So it, it works great with a controller, which sometimes you're not sure when it when it feels like a game may be made for computer and then they're putting a controller into it. You know, it doesn't yeah. always work, but this it works really well. Uh, I don't I don't care about the story's fun. I like the setting, but I didn't pay much attention to it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I didn't care. I just wanted to solve some puzzles. Yeah, it's it's all you need. Uh, that's it. That's all I've been up to. Just just playing through just just mashing through some some games I've had around. Would and... you like to take a question? Of course. From one mystery Jesse. Oh, wow. Wow. Who's that? I don't know. It's, it's not Swoggles, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Shout out to Swoggles. Hope your Definitely. 2023 is treating you well three days in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Jesse asked me a question the other day. It was like, do you want to do you want to talk about this on the podcast? And I'm like, yeah, that's actually a pretty fun. That's actually a pretty fun idea. It's a variation of one that we've done before. <coughs> Cue the music. <coughs> um. She asked what? OK, so there's there's nuance to this question, which makes it a little bit different than similar ones that we've done before. Yeah, we don't have to add our own. OK, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, she said, what what anime 
would you want to make a game of with a limited budget? And what genre would you put it in? So the the I the whole thing about limited budget here is like it's not going to be a big AAA over the top cutscene shiny graphics like you get everything you want and it's gonna look super cool. Oh, I I I would want a could it be a a, a very pretty looking like pixely game like you yeah know, yeah like yeah something like that something like side scrolly or like something that you would expect like an indie studio to put out oh okay that's easy i, I just want an rpg of dragon ball z i i, I love those games Hands but down. like a like a 16-bit oh hell yeah but but with those with those sexy smooth uh you know the the indie patented oh my god this looks really good even the 2d sort of experience yeah 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 um, that would that would be fantastic. I would love that. I love I love the the Dragon Ball Z RPGs, and they have they're not going to make them anymore because they only care about fighting games. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's what I would want. I played the uh, I think it was for SNES actually. I played one that was like an RPG that runs through the Namek Saga. That's like oh, yeah. card based. Yeah. Yeah. I played I played through that, that. Oh, you know I lied to you. Remember I said that. Oh no, maybe I played altered beast first but i one of the one of the other very first games that i played through on an emulator was that game all in japanese i had no idea what i was doing other than i knew where to go because of the like the anime and then i kind of just memorized what uh to me they were just symbols yeah they did may have had i may have done the exact same thing (laughs) i want to say that i played through like a a half finished translation patch but now that i'm thinking about it I may have just figured it out and selected the cards. Yeah, that's what I figured out. I figured out, I was like, okay, this one always heals. The other yep. ones I'll just pick and hope for the best. And yeah, I played the whole game that way. <laughs> yeah, I think I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Man. So so yeah, that would that would absolutely be what I would want as a as as that's that's that that would be honestly that would be hype for me that would be super duper hype if if they announced uh a dragon ball z oh hey you know speaking of old games getting or not old games but speaking of games getting re- released this doesn't make any sense it's a stupid segue but the the final fantasy pixel remaster games were announced for for switch and playstation a couple days ago oh finally yeah i'm i'm not sure why they're coming out in like four months but <laughs> it's yeah you know today <laughs> i i <laughs> wonder if there was like some sort of exclusivity there i'm i'm gonna guess it was also to uh exclusivity or it's something to do with their physical release hype window that they had also because they had like a mm. way way too expensive physical release that came with the the, oh, the ever yeah. sexy now vinyl because that's yeah. the new hotness that people want or they want to collect brittle records that will um Break that will warp in the sun. <laughs> that warp in the sun and break when you move. That they charge fifty dollars for. <laughs> That's a vinyl, but it sounds warmer. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, was, in in a similar vein, yes, please. Um, I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, what if we take it back even further? Oh, okay. What if a Dragon Ball Metroidvania? Oh, would, oh please, yes. Yeah. Where you play as like Kid Goku. Yeah, with his power pole as like all that. Oh, man. Yeah. the You you unlock new yep. abilities for the power pole for like yes, traversal. Yep. Yep. 
Dude, I like, love Dragon Ball. So as much as I, like, I love a, a nice screaming shown in anime, I, I <laughs> Dragon Ball is even I, I might like it better in, in most ways because it still has some of that slice of life that I, I do treasure in an anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a Dragon Ball Metroidvania would be super hype. That'd be even probably more exciting. <laughs> I think about like all the different traversal options you could do with the power pole. You could get like the you finally learn the Kamehameha. You can like use that to like break <laughs> certain blocks that are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Blocking certain paths and clearly marked uh, blocks. We don't need yeah. invisible. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need invisible uh, uh, blocks to break. Clearly them. marked block. Yeah. Like like I'm thinking like Infernax <laughs> where it's like here's like three weird looking bricks in front of a path that you obviously need to go down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Like those types of things. <laughs> It'd be fun too because then like the, there could you know one section of the, the map could be the, the uh, Ox King's mansion because you know they've got to get the the what's it the banchu banchu fan whatever oh yeah yeah yeah. fire so like that could be a whole section of the game um i don't know but yeah all all the fun scenes like the different the various uh uh trademark moments from dragon ball as a metroidvania sounds really cool yeah 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 uh jesse had a really good one she was like i want uh i want a game that's based on haikyuu the volleyball anime oh yeah yeah done in the style of golf story Oh, hey, hey, speaking of golf story, is sports story coming out this year? I don't know. It's still listed as December 2022. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess uh, they got time. So listen, uh, Nintendo is doing an event right now. Oh, really? They're doing an event right now where they are like stealth dropping a bunch of indie games for like five days straight going up to Christmas. Oh, OK. So there is a then. lot yeah, of speculation yeah, yeah. that sports story is going to be one of those. No, that that will be that will be that. It's got to be. Now, this is this podcast is so are, I guess being we'll recorded know. right in the middle of that, but it's not coming out until January 3rd. So you'll all know if we're dumb. I mean, it wouldn't be our about fault. this. <laughs> we're just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. If I'm being honest, <laughs> we just want to play sports story. Yeah, I just want to play sports story. Please don't announce a release date if it's not real, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it still says initial release date, December 2022. No, it I is now the it. 22nd. So y'all have got like nine days. I, I didn't know they were doing stealth drop of indie games. That's that that has to be what they're doing. I'm not sure how that's useful, but sure. I don't know if that builds hype or what. I, I mean, Nintendo's just trying stuff out, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it is a... Um, it's kind of like stealth drops in general only work if there's a lot of hype around the game already. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, hey, and it's out now. You see that happen all the time at like the big like game awards or E3 or I feel like whenever Nintendo made that really popular, too, where it's like releases today. today. Yeah. And then sometimes it's a game no one's heard of. And they're like, well, th- what? <laughs> cool. Well, they see, that's the thing where it's like they're trying to. They know when it's something that, like, you might be kind of interested in, but you'd forget about. Sure. Oh, true, true. They're trying to get that hype up. So buy it now, please. <laughs> yeah, you're excited about uh, or it's like a it's like a free game. You know, yeah. if it's like a if it's like a free to play type of thing, then it's like and it's like you're like, oh, I, I could try that. And you're already watching a Nintendo Direct. So you're already like you're already ready to be sold on something like you're you're. 
you're pre-excited for whatever they announce. Sure. If they announce something that catches your interest even slightly, and then they're like, it's out now. It's out oh today. You're buy like, it, oh, cool. It. I'm going to go get it. I need to, I need to, <laughs> I need that hunger yeah. to feed satiated right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, hopefully Sports Story will be out in like the next couple of days, but I don't know. But yeah, that would be cool to play to, uh, a volleyball, the a volleyball game in that vein for sure. Yeah, she had it all thought out where it's like, like you're building your own skills, but you also get like the different the different players to like a little management sim in there. Yeah, that's what I said is like, actually just like give me a whole like just volleyball, like indoor volleyball team management sim. Nice, nice. Like I will straight up play a game that's just spreadsheets about volleyball. (laughs) Yeah, I'm totally down like with the like, especially the kind that's got like the training aspect. Like, man, I eat that stuff up. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. If I can get like this ragtag bunch of like, you know, 50 out of 100 rated players, but they have really they have really a really high ceiling and yeah. you can train them all to have good specialties and work together. Man, I'm getting excited just talking about it. I'm getting excited about a game that doesn't exist. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> awesome. awesome. I just yeah. want there to be like in general, if there could just be like any any volleyball, any like six v six indoor proper volleyball game. <laughs> I was about to say, well, I can link you some volleyball games. I'm not sure. No, the real ones, <laughs> the ones that don't involve sand. I hate sand. <laughs> and in two thousands, jiggle mechanics. <laughs> like literally, if that volleyball game was any good, it would be fine. True. I mean, True, right now, the best the volleyball point. game we've got is on Switch Sports. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, most volleyball game selling point is not that they're volleyball games. I know. I know. That's kind of the whole problem. That's why no one does the indoor volleyball. Yeah, because you can't it's use It's actually that just about the game. Yeah. It's just I mean, about what if junk, what if jumping and bikinis, though? <laughs> yeah, basically. Thanks, Dead or Alive. Thanks. To be fair, the video game industry is so big now that... Uh, you don't even need that much hype to find the people that will hype it up for you. That is true. That is true. And that's all you need nowadays. I mean, like, so we talked about Gargoyles when we played it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, they did launch. I, I assume this is not like the only thing that they're doing with it, but they did start up a new comic series. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. They're, yeah, they're probably going to do comics, toys, a show on Disney Plus. It's got to be the whole nine yards. They're not yeah, just really I assume the, I assume the comic series is like the first bit. Yeah. And then like they're going to have a, they're going to have the, you know, the game remaster come out and then they will probably they probably have a whole bunch of stuff after like that. Little, yeah, that they, they have, have set like, to like do the full reboot, but they're probably going to use these first couple of projects to, to see test. like if anybody cares. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. These are this is low hanging fruit. A comic series that's that doesn't cost that much to get going because they have right. in-house writers or they can hire someone pretty an artist and all that kind of stuff and it doesn't yeah. cost that much to get it going. Uh and then a game that they already finished and have all the assets for potentially and then somehow spicing it up with whatever they end up doing, right? Like it's it's they can potentially uh, make a profit and then gauge the 
the temperature of oh yeah this will be a this will be a good series we can, yeah we can like make sort this. of try to rekindle interest in the series and see if there's see if there's stuff out there for it i mean and, and let's be real here they've already done focus groups and stuff like they yeah. this is not just like throwing it out and hoping it works they, yeah they, no they, surely <laughs> they surely they have uh they have tested the water because it's such a random thing to bring back to so they have to have done their market research yeah to know that like there is some interest but whether that interest actually translates into people going out and buying it and talking about it and playing it and telling other people to play it right yeah because who knows yeah yeah because it's it's one thing to be excited and talk about it's another thing to go spend money on it right exactly anyway turtles yeah hey so as a completely totally unbiased person who's never cared about ninja turtles never watched ninja turtles Never played any Ninja Turtles video games or watched the movies or anything like that. You know, so I me, love this yeah. game. No, no, this is this is about me. Okay, I'm being unbiased. Just just playing a uh-huh. video game. <laughs> I I really I man I love this game. I just love this game. I can't help it. It's it's it is the perfect NES beat 'em up for me. It's it's it has all of the crap you hate but all but it has some of the stuff you like in an nes beat-em-up is it a, is it a good beat-em-up compared to beat-em-ups of today no no it but good it can even, be i mean is it even good compared to turtles in time no like turtles in time is a way better video game but manhattan project kicks so much ass i this game is so cool and what was so fun about playing it is okay in all of the times that matt and i played this video game we got to the technodrome and in my memory, that was the end of the video game. Right. And so I was like, oh, cool. When I'm playing it for the podcast. Because for yeah. you, it probably was. Well, and so I so I we we I, I beat it for the podcast. I, I beat the Technodrome stage. I was like, oh, there's more. I was like, huh, this stage is not as familiar. And then I got to the big neon, st- the big neon foot sign. And I was like, oh, no, I remember this. Oh, holy shit. Holy shit. How much more of this game is there? And. That, that, I, I, that's when I realized that I had never, ever beaten the Manhattan Project, but I have played the first six stages like a million times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so I never, I've never fought, or we got to the, we got to the Bigfoot neon sign and I had no clue what was after that for, for the podcast. Not, not a single idea what came next. That's fair because the, okay, so the difficulty scaling in this is... It feels like it's not going to be that bad at first, especially mm-hmm. once you learn that there is a literal one hit kill grab move that you can For just like do 90% on everything. Of, yeah. Um, so you do that and you just kind of like get into a rhythm and that makes it really easy to crowd control, especially since you're throwing like you're throwing the foot soldiers behind you and it actually does damage, which is really cool. A lot of NES games don't do that. Where like, oh, yeah, the like throw how you actually the... does contact damage. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's actually really neat. Um, so once you learn that, it feels like it's not going to be that difficult, but the bosses, basically the hard parts, the bosses, the, the hard part is definitely the bosses and they are, they are cheap in a very NES way, which is that if you try to fight them at all, all like you fought anything else in the game you're going to die yeah yeah and so that's why it's (laughs) my memory of it is kind of just fighting the bosses i don't i didn't remember and i didn't remember that much about it but playing through it this time i was like wow yeah we did not fight these bosses 
We yeah. must have just did our best to try and hit them because we were always playing at two player. So sure. it's probably like one person's getting the shit kicked out of them while the other yep. person is attacking them in the back. Sure, and that's yeah. how we beat the bosses because we never took the time to. I, I don't ever remember learning patterns or figuring that's just not how I played video games then. So right. it was just I'm going to hit the button. And if I can't hit the button, then that's it. Right. Maybe we'll right. do some jump kicks and stuff. But it wasn't about beating the game. It was just about being a turtle and 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 playing with Matt. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so seeing that there are patterns to the bosses for ways to beat them, I was like, oh, oh yeah, well, you, you, the, doing a no hit version of this game wouldn't be, it's not nearly as, you know, insane as like Ninja Gaiden or something. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like the patterns, once you see it are fairly, oh, that's pretty obvious for most of the, the bosses. The, the one that made me the laugh the, the most when I, when I thought about it was the, the Bebop one where he's got the ball and chain on his head, which is just an insane idea for a, like they turned Bebop into a, a weirder character. Fantastic. Yes, somehow. Um, and and all you do is is stand in front of him, let him wind up his head, then jump over and kick him. And then you won't get hit by the chain, which is kind of neat that there's not like a wall of contact damage with it. Like you can actually jump over the ball and kick yeah. him and then go to the other side and just do that back and forth and you'll never take damage from him, which is awesome. There I is a wall of contact damage when it's swinging around on his head. Yeah, yeah, like if you stand above him yeah. in that moment. Yeah, yeah, which is also cool. But when he's actually like when he's actually like swinging it out, then it's like then you actually have like some free hits. And yeah, it feels like him. every boss basically has that. It's like get them into the one attack where they're vulnerable, hit them a few times and then wait for them to do that attack again. Yeah, or or the worst boss is probably Slash, the 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 turtle on the um, oh, yeah. on the bridge. Because that boss is mostly just waiting for him. He has, he his that fight is like four minutes long because yeah. you you have to wait for him to spin around a bunch on the ground, and then when you're supposed to attack him is when he's jumping in the air. Then you jump kick him when he's jumping because then he can't just instantly counter you. Yes, which is you know, it's sort of that is kind that of how that. a lot of these work. Is like, do, are you hitting him? He's hitting you. Yeah, I think the the almost all of the problems with the bosses would honestly be eliminated if they had half the life. Yeah. Cause then you wouldn't be as frustrated while fighting well, and them. If it's a, if it's a pattern based boss where you basically just have to wait around for them to do the thing that makes them vulnerable for a long time. Yeah. And aside from that, you're basically just like managing their position and avoiding them. Mm -hmm. Then like, if you're only going to give so many opportunities to attack, don't make me have to hit them 50 times. Yeah, that's that's that sucks. Um, these are essentially Dark Souls bosses. <laughs> yeah, they totally are. <laughs> in, like in terms of the way you have to manage them, it's <laughs> a lot of like watching and waiting and walking around and trying to manage their position yeah, and then reacting to what they do and finding <laughs> where your safe spots are to attack. That's exactly how you approach a Dark Souls boss. <laughs> yeah, it's true, especially the the. The fight that you finally were like, I'm done because you were just trying to save state, clear it was yeah. the Krang fight. That fight, is, that fight is such BS. Yeah, it could have been better. Um, it, it doesn't help that it's like three separate phases. Yeah, three separate phases. Well, then the last phase, you can't do what you were doing before because he does like that. The like invincibility shock pose thing oh he just does that randomly whenever he feels like it which leads me into my next point i've never seen a beat-em-up where the dive kick is this useless <laughs> but what's funny is that it's actually really good once you know the patterns yes it's it's 
it's so the well it's not strong but it's useful in terms of like and it's it is by far your best traversal option yeah it's it is this game is not a game that you can just sit down and play one time and get through it like it's it's a hundred percent a game that you're supposed to play a a bunch of times unless you're just some sort of savant at yeah you're really supposed to like perfect it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which which is why I never knew that there was which why I didn't remember there were stages after the Technodrome. <laughs> and I think that I got frustrated and I quit at the Krang fight, which is like right before the Super Shredder fight. And those which are would the have last been just two. as annoying. <laughs> yeah, those are the last two things in the game. Which now, by the I way, got to about that point on like like legit. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know if I got all the way to the Krang fight, but I got to the last stage, to the Technodrome. You got to the Technodrome with your with your first life, yeah. Yeah. Or first set of continues or whatever. Now, if I had played through the entire game a second time, um, I think I would have had an easier time. For sure. De- like, I think I would have been able to actually deal with it. And that's really what the game is built for. Now, I got yeah. frustrated and quit at the end because I was basically trying to, like, no death kill Krang, like the entire Technodrome and Krang, and I was like, that's just not happening. Yeah, you need a few lives for that. <laughs> um, but the, uh, I, I think that, like, I learned a lot about how to manage bosses, like, how to how to manage, like, crowd control and stuff like that. Uh, the little exploit where, like, this does the, the whole, the whole classic beat-em-up staple of like you have a really powerful special move but it drains life yeah because we haven't figured out how to give you like an actual meter for that kind of thing yet (laughs) for whatever reason (laughs) you have one meter and it handles everything (laughs) it's life it's special bar it's whatever (laughs) um but then you were like, hey, you can just spam the special for free if you're at one pip of life. And it's like, oh, that makes actually the entire like you have to play perfect. But being but able you're... to spam that ability makes it way easier to play perfect because it just kills everything and you have iframes on it. Yeah. Well, and the specials are the only thing that really separates the turtles, because otherwise I think they're identical. Yeah, they seem to be identical. They have the same move set. They seem to have the same range, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not upset about because it. Because a bow staff is, of course, the same length as a sigh. Obviously. What the heck? <laughs> hey, you know, they're, they're, it's equal opportunity turtle attack range. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's it's honestly like it alleviates the problem in the arcade game. And honestly, in, in Turtles 1, the, the Ultra, yeah. which is also still Konami, but you know. But it's their Ultra Games line, all right? It's the it's the Ultra Games. Nintendo has this weird thing where a, a certain publisher can only publish so many games per year, so we'll just make a shell company to do more. <laughs> that one. Um, yeah, the, the one that's actually more of like a, a platformer. Like, it's like there are turtles that are significantly better than others. Yeah. Like, and what sets them apart is range. Like, Full stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Leo and Donatello are the best ones because they can hit from further away. And and <laughs> Donnie can do that thing where he, he stands at the edge of a cliff and just, pokes, just pokes down at guys. <laughs> it's, so, it's so awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, like I do appreciate that they, I guess, balanced it by 
not having them have those traits. I, I feel like they just didn't want to, to. It felt to me like it was like, yeah, this is not the important bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of getting through the game. Because this, this was made for the NES. It wasn't based off an arcade game or anything like right, that. Right, right, right. It was right. just for. Uh, it's clearly based off the arcade game, though. I meant, sorry, it's not based off of an existing arcade game. Right, it's not, not a it's not port of an arcade of game, but, like, the, yeah. the systems, I mean, are, like, built on that yeah, same absolutely. concept. Oh, yeah, for I, sure. I'm not, I'm not arguing with you on this. Like, you're you're completely right in saying it's not based on an arcade game. Like, it's an actual, it's actually built for the NES, like, specifically. Yeah. Whereas, like, 2 was trying to port the arcade game to NES, and this is an original project. Mm-hmm. But it just yep. feels like it's... Turtles 2, the arcade game 2. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's what it is. It it, it feels like the evolution of that mm-hmm. game in a lot of ways. Yeah. Which I suppose you could say that uh, Turtles in Time is kind of just a further evolution of this concept. Yeah, it is. 100%. I mean, it's, it would... It would... The... the that's, well, that's what was so fun to me about seeing the... Um, the rest of the game and i didn't know super shredder was even in this game that was so awesome to see because i thought the first time that happened in a video game was turtles in time which technically it is because turtles in time came out before this but it's with the arcade version anyways oh uh, okay so that was awesome that it was in the nes game <laughs> like it's i i just love that was that was a moment for me where i didn't you know this is a game that i thought i knew and then I was like oh no i don't know it that's awesome Yes, that's really neat, actually. Like, I can't relate to it on this game, but I know the feeling of, like, I played this a lot and there's stuff in it that I didn't know about. Yeah. Like, I th- like I feel that way, like, it's it's a weird thing and it's a different, it's a different experience because it's not really nostalgia based, but it's like every single time I watch someone play Undertale. Oh, sure. I see something I never saw before. <laughs> yeah. And it's like at a certain point, it's like I know all of the Easter eggs and I know everything that happens and, you know, I know exactly what to expect. And then there's just like a it could be something as simple as like a little graphical effect or a line of dialogue that you've never seen before or just someone going back to an area that's like really early in the game and just seeing something that wasn't there before. And it's like there's always something new. There's always something a little bit different that's like, oh, I didn't know that would happen. I that's I've never seen that before. So that feeling <laughs> of like I've seen a ton of the, I've seen and played a ton of this game, but I've never seen that before is yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's that, that was super fun. I'm I'm that was uh, worth the price of admission for me seeing the whole game that I hadn't that I didn't know. And yeah. it was fun to see all the stages and stuff or all the random bosses and like you know the i always liked the boss of this the i guess it's technically the third stage but ground chuck the dude that rips the pipe off the wall and then starts swinging it around oh that's a really neat like there's like a reasonable amount of like production value on this for an nes game the game it it looks good and there's a lot of cool like neat mechanics where like you know dirtbag the 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 guy in the uh the the subway with the with the pickaxe that swings oh, yeah, it yeah, that yeah. gets stuck in the ground uh-huh like that's that type of um i don't know like i guess production value is not a bad way of thinking about it right where, where they basically the, the, yeah the polish of like hey this is a fight that's more than just someone swinging something around 
Yeah, he's not just following you around doing the same move. Like yeah. he's actually he's actually got some stuff that's like interesting visually. Mm-hmm. Or or even like the introduction to to Leatherhead in the sewer where so if if you listen to the the OST that I sent you the um he has his own like 30 or 20 second lead-in sound effects yeah, where you're like yeah, uh-huh. in the thing and then the water starts filling up and then he swims over and jumps out I was like oh whoa there's a whole like build up to this character being revealed that's awesome <laughs> yeah the uh you say dirtbag was the one on the train yeah dirtbag's the 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 rat or mouse or mole excuse me mole mole oh that okay that makes the most sense yeah um yeah they they're the like his intro is literally like the boss music kicks in but then his little like minecart or whatever just like <laughs> just like slides by the screen and then the boss music stops and it's like oh okay <laughs> and then it like comes back up on the other side it's like all right he's back yeah and then the boss fight starts it's just it's totally unnecessary yeah and that's i mean that's how i don't know the game just feels that's why i'm saying it's my favorite beat-em-up on the nes is just stuff like that like it has all of the problems of an nes beat-em-up and if someone doesn't want that I completely understand why the game would suck to them. Like it is, it is a problem. Uh, if you're used to playing beat em ups in the last 10 years or even right. 15 or 20 years, I mean, hell literally the turtles in time is a more a, uh, approachable and better experience overall, which came out at almost the exact same time as this. So <laughs> it is limited in its, uh, by its design or the hardware that it's on, but right, man, right. I just love it. And the music in this game is so good. The music's the, the, very good. The music is, you know, quintessential Konami Famicom NES yep. era tunes. It is, it does some awesome stuff with all of the, all of the songs. I believe there was a uh, I, I believe there was one. Tra- I don't remember which track it was or what level it was in, but I remember stopping and listening to it for a minute and just being like, this system <laughs> has four sound channels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, the, the Turtles music and I think Contra are the are the uh, the the soundtracks that, you know, Vert, you know, Jake Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what inspired him to want to make music was was you know mm. this this the ninja turtles games uh for the nes and and contra and you know he he did shantae yes um he and, also did contra I mean, 4 yeah he did contra 4 and he did do one of the turtle games uh i don't think it was well liked very much but i don't i don't know if the the music might have been awesome i did not i don't remember I don't him remember doing it. a turtle game i remember him doing um i think he did the one that's just tmnt around that time so like oh. the like the middle of the 2000s later 2000 like 2000 you know 6 to 8 or something like that whenever that one came out when they rebranded with the one 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 iteration of the turtles yeah 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 you're right you're right the ds version yeah okay yeah that sounds like that, that sounds actually. like his. i need to i need to listen to the honestly the he's done a lot more music than i thought because oh, i only ton. know of his like I only know of like his his really popular like indie ones like Shovel Knight, Double Dragon, Neon, Shantae. Yeah. Uh, I know he did DuckTales Remastered. Yep. So like I know of a lot of the like uh, Mighty Switch Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that he's done with um, Way Forward. And he's got some just his own uh, like uh, not band camp, I think. He's got some cool tracks on there that he he's put together over the years yeah that you know you can just 
listen to for free. But no, he's done a ton of a ton of music. I, I remember his very first one was well, maybe not his very first one. One of his very early ones was Eminem's some Eminem's game, like the Minis one, uh, because I, I Eminem's was, Minis Madness. Yeah, that's the one that I remember hearing about him doing because Kyle and I liked listening to his music from. Uh, well, I believe he was part of OC Remix, and then there was a falling out, and he made his own thing, like VG Mix or something like that. Mm. Um, and it was like a big deal. It's like, oh, cool, he did the M&M's Minis music, and Molly had that game, and I remember booting it up and be like, well, this music's awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is like, I didn't know he did. He's been in, he's been the composer on a lot of, um, on a lot of, like, licensed games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know that. And now I have like, I feel like this puts him in that like Tim Fallen <laughs> category of like, man, you did so much good music for games that don't deserve it. <laughs> like Eminem's mini. <laughs> yeah. We're just going down the thing. We got David Beckham soccer who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> oh, man. We There's should... a Hubert game in here. The Scorpion <laughs> King Sword of Osiris. <laughs> Rugrats, I gotta go party. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> oh, I just got that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh. I gotta oh. go party. Rugrats, because oh. they're babies. Because they're they're baby. Oh no. I was just laughing because it was a Rugrats <clears throat> video game in two thousand two for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, that's that's okay. I think that's. They were didn't weren't they getting all grown up or something, or is that now? Sure, I think they're platinum mahjong. <laughs> Hang on, googling something real quick. I assume this is probably single player mahjong solitaire. In which case, I don't care. Well, let's see. Okay, so okay, I'm looking it up is. now. Get oh, he, well, he was just the sound designer for that. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He was the sound designer for the OC, the TV show. What? That's so cool. Man, Jake Kaufman did the music for Contra 4, which is fantastic. And yeah. is like Contra 4 is still the latest numbered entry in the Contra series. Would you like to say what, what he worked on around the same time? Yes, I, that is what I'm leading to. <laughs> he did that immediately after Shrek Ogres and Dronkies. Oh, yeah, it's Dronkies. Oh my god. But what before is this? Pets Cats 2. <laughs> and yes, there are two Z's in that title. <laughs> and then he moved on to CSI Dark Motives. I actually I, I played that game for trophy or uh, uh achievements on the 360. Alright, this podcast is over. <laughs> Do you have any more you'd like to say about turtles other than the music being really good? No, the turtles is great, or the music is great. I, I love the turtles. Um, I mentioned I it before. I gave this like as fair of a shot as I could. I got frustrated with it mostly just because I was trying to like go through it on one clear. But like I learned a lot about it as I played. It's a fairly long beat em up game. It's freaking long. It's not for, fairly like, an long. NES game. Like Turtles in Time is like a 35 minute romp or maybe yeah. 40 minutes. This is like a two hour experience. I I I brought up like a no death long play of it and it's like more than an hour and a half long <laughs> yeah it's it's an extremely long game i found out that the submarine that you surf to to get to manhattan is called baron von spleen's battle barge 
I didn't know that. Sure. <laughs> the manual this time is not as it's not as like, I mean, so the manual is well written surfer slang references and 90s tood, which is not nearly as fun uh, as <laughs> somebody that has no idea what the turtles are writing the manual. So that's yeah. that's, that's a disappointment. It's just like, you know, a decent manual. I'm I'm assuming significantly less bad shell puns. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's just surfer, you know, it's just like I I don't I don't remember off the top of my head, but the uh, it it's certainly no referencing to the the radical punk rumblers. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be hard to top that. <laughs> Nothing will ever top that for me. That will be part of my turtle lore for all existence. Thank you, guide writer, <laughs> for the first Game Boy Turtles game. <laughs> but no, other than that, uh, the the I don't have much to say about it. I love that they they have a whole bunch of cool bosses. And like they, they have a lot of they're more or less the same thing in a lot of ways, but also not like when you fought Toka, the guy on top of the the building when. So I like I said, I had never beaten that boss before. Yeah. So when he punched me into the sign, I was like, holy shit, that's rad as hell. That's yeah. I I said a very similar thing because, <laughs> like, again, there's like there's polish here. There's the bit where um, uh, whoever it is that like you fight him for a bit and then he goes and rips a pipe off the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the, kind of like a second phase. Yep. And that's just a whole, that's just a whole like little set piece mid, like, it would be one thing if the, if he showed up, right? Sure. And then ripped the pipe off the wall and then that was the fight. Right. But you actually that's... start fighting him normally. And he's like, nah. And then you hit him a few times and then he goes up and rips the pipe off the wall and then it's a different fight. And it's just a cool little, it's just a cool little set piece. It's like particularly... It, Oh, sorry. In the in the middle of that fight is, is yeah. all I was going to say. No, that's, that's that's true. And it makes it even funnier when you think about the ending because you beat Super Shredder and then it's just the four turtles being like, congratulations, cowbunga. <laughs> that's, the, that's the end. Like you see Manhattan casually, dr you blow up Krang's spaceship and Manhattan, you know, slowly somehow drifts back to where it needs to be exactly. Yep. And the turtles high five and then it goes, does a credit roll. <laughs> and then the credits say, thank you for your playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what you know what thank you for your listening <laughs>